Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. And welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my lovely ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello, Hello Jocelyn. Hello. Jules, in particular, is looking very <laughs> crisp today, and that's because we have new camera in new apartment, or new condo, new townhouse. Condo, new yeah. No, I mean. Space. <laughs> crisp and, and clean and it's like non-scapey and <laughs> thank you better camera um yeah if you guys if you're watching the stream you can see my background is different because <laughs> yes. i'm in my new house yay <laughs> yes and so yeah new homes old homes homes in general is pretty much going to be our topic this week this week because uh we are in all different stages of buying, owning, renting homes. So we thought it would be fun to talk about our different experiences and stresses and all that kind of stuff and what's going on with us. So um, Jules, you moved. So we might as well yes. start with you. We'll start with your move. How did it go? You were gone last week. Yes, you, were, you missed out on our, our heroes. I did. I popped into the stream for just a little bit just to yes. watch you guys because I was like a zombie. Um, <laughs> I was so, so tired. But um yeah, so I moved on Tuesday and I I had you know backstory like I had gotten bought the condo the closing date was June 9th but I didn't have to move until July 31st because that's when my lease goes in my apartment. Right. So I was like, well, you know, I could move right away or I could wait. And I said, you know, it July is usually really hot in Minnesota, mm -hmm. so I'm and muggy, so I'll just move in. <laughs> I love how we're talking where, like, the latitude that we live at, we're talking about how it could be hot. Nevermore sitting here in Arizona that it's literally 120 degrees right now. And she's like, Psh, you don't even know from hot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't leave the house at all. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you, man. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it, was, uh, it was about 94 on the on Tuesday and about eighty percent humidity. Blech. So oh, uh, I was I can't deal with that crap. <laughs> it was miserable. It was just miserable. And I'm like, I, and this is the reason why you know this is the reason why I moved in June. But um, movers got there like right at eight o'clock in the morning. I'd been up since six, just kind of getting everything ready to go. Um, and I just don't have a lot of stuff. So they were able to get done in an hour and a half of unloading my apartment. But um, at one point, they come to me with a box in their hand, and they tell me that what's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the box had glass uh, glass lamps from IKEA, and they dropped it. 
And they so, sound like, cause uh, I've heard a lot of the stories, right. So that you've told us behind the scenes, these sound like, I don't know where you got these movers from, but whoever recommended them, like you should just completely disown them as a friend because was these it Pat? people tell us, was it Pat? <laughs> I'm myself because I've used this company before. Oh, Okay. But it's like a I really franchise company. Pat, though. <laughs> I know, I just, we could just blame Pat. Yeah. <laughs> I just blame Pat. Um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I've used this company before, but they're a franchise. And so I would use mm. them when I was in Wisconsin. So it was just a different, different franchisee. So they come to me, they tell me that there's, that they heard the box crash, you know, that there's stuff break inside. And so they said, there's a couple things we can do. We can fill out an accident report, a d- damage report. And that takes a long time. And it affects our bonuses. <laughs> or you broke my fix- shit. You don't get a bonus. <laughs> right. Like, and then they, that's then they a said, no-brainer. Well, so he's like, well, we could just we could just knock a little bit of, of time off of the total move and um, you know, and just, you know, save you some money that way. Okay. So I was just like, I, I just said it, I looked at the box, saw like one lamp was broken. It was an IKEA lamp. It wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal. So I just said, all right, fine. That's fine. But as I go downstairs, like I'm in a townhome in my in the rental and it's carpeted stairs going down into the, the, the floor level. They tracked a shit ton of mud and dirt all up the stairs from walking around. And I'm like, so I, I look at them and I'm like, uh, guys, my my new place that has brand new carpeting. Yeah. I don't want this to happen in the new place. And they were like, okay, we'll lay down runners. And, you know, they did. They laid down plastic and they <laughs> didn't track any mud in here. All this stuff. And I mean, like, I've never used a moving company. I have been blessed with amazing parents who have moved me everywhere. So I I haven't had, it's always been the three of us. Sometimes my brother will chip in. But for the majority of the time, it's just been us. So I've never had a moving company. But these guys sound like the worst. <laughs> oh, and it gets better. It gets better. Um, you know, they move into they move into the place. Now remember it's 90 93 degrees and humid. And they are they are literally sweating everywhere. <laughs> I am like on my sofa, sweat all over. Like all that's over my mattress. That's really gross. Ew, that's and, really, really gross. <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, this is the most disgusting thing. And I'm just getting paper towels. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to mop it up. It's so gross. I can just see it dripping off of them. And uh, so we get done. It was, you know, relatively quick. And um, I needed to go back to the apartment to go get the cats. And so I go downstairs to my front door and I see that the screen door of my front door is stuck open because they had used the mechanism to like prop the door Mm -hmm. open. This thing won't close. (laughs) It's broken. It's like snapped open to the point where I can't hit the button to to snap it closed. And I'm, I can't close my door. (laughs) (laughs) And they left. And so I had to like figure out how to remove this mechanism from the door so I could close the screen door and then see that the siding of the step below it is just like smashed down like an accordion. So they beat the shit out of the entryway of my new place. And I am just like, I am, I haven't eaten all day. It's like 1230. I got to go get my cats in this heat. And I'm just like, all right, I got to get some food. And I was really proud of myself I called them on my way back to the apartment and I was, I was like the nicest human being on the planet. <laughs> and it helped, I think, because I'm, I was I'm sure like, probably did like, and it's, it's a really good thing that you were able to do that because I know with me, oh my God, I just, I 
as soon yeah. as something bad happens, my initial gut response is like crazy angry overreaction. Like, and I'll tell the story a little bit later on when I talk about what's going on with our house stuff. But like, it's just my immediate reaction is you fucking idiot. How could you do that? Yes. <laughs> so yes. I, yeah, I intimidating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I was, I was like, and when I'm hungry, like I haven't eaten and I'm tired and I'm too hot. Like I could have just been like raging lunatic. And I, maybe I that's my problem really is I never eat. So I'm always hungry. <laughs> so that's why I'm always a raging lunatic. Because <laughs> I'm just always hungry. This is explaining a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> We're gonna make sure Jocelyn eats Things every did moment. Things kind of go downhill after she cut out the sugar and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate uh, is my happy place, and I haven't had chocolate in like two months. So, it's like, yeah. what is chocolate? I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I was really nice on the phone. They were very responsive. They called me right back. They got me to the right guy. They called me right back. I explained what happened. They had someone out here yesterday. And uh, so they're working on fixing the door stuff. They're working on getting the carpet cleaned at the other place, which is great. Um, But I go back to the apartment to go get my cats. And if you've heard the stories of me moving my cats, especially my one cat, uh, it's a nightmare for me to put them in the car. Mm. And so I was just like, I'm so tired. I am so I'm just exhausted, sweaty, you know, like not having this. I got to get them moved. So I, um, I put Spike, my big cat, in the carrier to bring him out to the car. And that sucker, he was so freaked out of being in that carrier, he broke it open and oh. took off while it was in my arms going down the stairs. Took off out of the carrier and ran back up the stairs. And I'm oh my like, God. fuck you. <laughs> Our carrier is actually like bolted upstairs, shut. Though. That was yeah, so yeah, we were in the house still at least, uh, and thank goodness. But um, so I had to like get him back in the carrier, like hold it front and back so he couldn't get the door open (laughs) and bring him. So we got him to the 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 house, and then I like I just collapse on the floor, and I'm just like I'm not moving for an hour. (laughs) After all the things that had happened, I was just like I was so done. I was so done. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, but my new place is amazing. I am about ninety five percent unpacked. It's just trying to get everything settled in. Um, oh, and I of course the internet transfer from my old place to my new place didn't go through. So I was a raging lunatic on the phone to Comcast. Uh, <laughs> I like, oh God. So um, I am really looking forward to a vacation next week to hang out with people. And be a lazy son of a bitch. Yes. (laughs) So that is my moving story. Um, You know, and I've got, I've got some tips and things like that. If you're thinking, you know, especially for, for Jocelyn, (laughs) because there's some news on Jocelyn's front as well. Yeah. So we had been uh, kind of casually looking. We had the scare a little while ago where um, we thought our roommates were going to sell the house, which would have obviously meant that we had to move because I don't really think the yes, we come with the house is really a selling feature. Uh, So (laughs) ignore the people in the basement. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
We don't even have a separate entrance, so we just have to be like tiptoeing through their living like, room anytime we want to leave. Yeah, we are ghosts. You cannot actually get rid of us. Well, anyway, just trying to get it out. But yeah, so uh, we started, we went to the bank, we kind of got our finances in order, we moved some debt around to some uh, solutions that were a little bit uh, lower in interest because like it was uh, credit card debts that we were paying down and so we moved it to a line of credit to save ourselves like 12 to 15% on interest. So uh, we kind of made all the right moves and then we started looking around and trying to figure out exactly... um, like what the market was like, what we could get for our money. We had a a budget in mind that the bank had told us we would probably, keyword probably, get approved for. And uh, so we were kind of just looking. And then we went out on Saturday with our real estate agent and she showed us a place that had been on the market for, uh, well, since the beginning of May. So over like six or seven weeks. And that is like unheard of out here because our mar- our real estate market is just insane. It's like anything worth buying is up and down in a week or less. There have been places that we've actually yeah. been interested in that have like gone up and gone down in 24 hours. It's ridiculous. Wow. So, uh, so anyway, she's like, this place has been, um, up for, uh, like six or seven weeks. Uh, there's no offers on it right now. It's was 15,000 over excuse me, over our, um, like our top end of our budget. But she's like, there's nothing saying you have to offer the list price. So we went in, we looked at it and of course we fell in love with it. (laughs) It was literally, um, almost like we entered a totally different market just by looking in that range as opposed to the range that we had been looking in. Um, so we, it's like, it's a really nice place. It's got three bedrooms. It's got a ton of living space. It's got a gigantic brick fireplace in the kitchen. And it's like, there's kind of like a kitchen and den is all one room. And it's just, it's gigantic. That was the thing we couldn't get over is just, there was just so much space. There was so much unused space in the basement that I could build myself a very large, very functional studio with room to do my nails and my normal streaming. Like, no problem. Like, I can build a whole other room in this space with, like, eight-foot ceilings. And, like, there's just – it was ridiculous. And That's incredible. Yeah. So we went out. We saw it on – it was the last place we looked at on Saturday. And we are kind of like, okay, we really like this place. Not to mention the property itself is huge in terms of, like, suburban living. Because a lot of the properties that have been going in around us lately have been – um like 40 or like 50 foot frontages, 50 feet is actually quite big. And uh, because there's been just a lot of like really, really tight modern, but really tight homes that have, you know, six feet between them and their neighbors at most. So anyways, we, the frontage on the property is 78 feet, I think. And it's almost 150 feet deep, which again is about 20 or uh, twice as deep as a lot of these properties. So just has so much space, so much yard, like the neighbors are a good 25 feet away. Like there's, it's just, it's just really, really nice. So Mm -hmm. we fell in love with it, but it was above our budget. And we were just like, okay, so we took Saturday and we kind of thought about it and we were just like, all right, well, we'll put an offer in. It's dated, like it's a 40 year old home, but the, um, people who live in there are the original owners. So, and they haven't ever updated anything, but they haven't had to fix anything either. So it's like, 
everything in it is kind of original. So there's some stuff we have to update, but there's no like structural issues, which is everything that was in our price range. I was like, oh my God, I can feel as I'm walking on the floor, the floor is just doing this and like shifting. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't feel safe in this house. So, uh, and anything newer was like just way out of our price range because we're yeah. in the Toronto area and prices are just going through the roof. And so any new builds don't even start in our price range. So we were like, okay, maybe it was just the best one we saw today. We're going to sleep on it. So then on Sunday, my parents actually came out and they took a look too, because I really wanted like a second set of eyes outside of Matt mm -hmm. and myself. Um, just to try to figure out like if it was just the best that we'd ever seen or if it was actually like a good house because those mm -hmm. are two totally different things and we've yeah. never bought a home before. So we're like, mm. <laughs> like we don't know anything. Uh, but my parents came out. They really liked it. My dad's an electrician. So he had like an actual like structural electrical kind of mind to look at this place. And he was like, yeah, I know everything looks good. He looked at the panel and the amps coming into the, I don't know. That's when I started to tune out, but he looked at all that stuff. <laughs> And gave us a thumbs up. So we decided to put an offer in. We put an offer in. And then yesterday was our crazy stressful back and forth day of whether or not they were going to accept it. So we put an offer in. They counter offered. We counter offered back to them. And in the end, they accepted it. So we have an accepted Yay. offer on a house right now. But then I just got back from the bank. And we have a tentative we're right on the edge uh, approval but might not go through on our actual financing which is a condition of our offer so right. I'm kind of like I'm trying not to despair but at the same time like the range like we literally offered like five thousand dollars more than what the bank told us our range probably would be approved at and so he's like well your ratios whatever the fuck that means your ratios are just a little bit off and you're like within one percent of an approval and i was like just sign the fucking paper <laughs> yeah yeah but it's definitely. so stressful because like a lot of the stuff that um like i guess um, Matt was kind of trying to explain to me on the way home and I, and I kind of get it, but it feels a little bit like there's nothing I can do. And that's really upsetting and frustrating to me. But, um, us rearranging our debt and everything that we did when we thought our roommates were going to buy our house still hasn't shown up on our credit report. And that was mm -hmm. like literally eight weeks ago. So it's like, I feel like there's nothing I can do now to make this situation any better. And that's what's frustrating me. Like there's no amount of like, borrowing money from our parents or moving things around or anything that's going to help anything in the, during the terms of our offer, which like we have to have all this done before we leave for Nertacular on Tuesday. So yeah. like there's nothing that I can do to actually impact anything. And that's what I'm finding hard to deal with and frustrating. Because <laughs> it's out yeah. of your control. So you're not only it stressed is. out about it just going through, but now you're on a time crunch on top of it. So mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just, it's been, um, it's been an up and down, exciting, frustrating and stressful few days. I have not slept at all, hardly. <laughs> like I slept for, um, finally fell asleep at like 5am, slept till about nine today. And then I was up for like an hour and a half, like sending emails and stuff like that. And I was doing it from my phone in bed because I just didn't have the energy to get up. 
And I literally like fell asleep with, I guess, like I was like laying on the pillow like this, like with my phone. And I literally like fell asleep with on my phone. (laughs) And I slept and I I didn't have an alarm going. So I slept till like one o'clock and I was just like, oh, shit. There's so many things that I'm supposed to be doing right now, like learning about home inspectors. And I just feel like it's so much adulting all of a sudden. And we were not planning, like this house came out of nowhere. We were not planning on really buying or putting in offers or doing any of that. We were just kind of feeling out the market. We were thinking we were probably going to end up buying in the fall. So it was just that this came up. We ended up getting, um, they accepted our offer and our offer was, um, much lower than their asking price, which is also something unheard of in the market. Like usually they're going for significantly over asking price. So we just, uh, yeah, like we kind of weren't expecting them to say yes. And then they said yes. And we were like, Oh no. (laughs) So it's been exciting, but I just feel like I am not, um, mentally prepared for this type of stress, if that makes sense. Like it's all, it's like, Amounts of money that I'm not used to dealing in. It is um, time frames that I'm not used to dealing with, like having to get really big, important stuff done in such a tight little time crunch. And it's like, I feel like everyone is shoving papers in my face that require my signature. And I'm like, the fuck am I signing? <laughs> like, yep. You know, like, am I making good choices? I don't even have all the information to know if they're good choices, but these contracts are like 10 pages long. And I'm like, well, the professionals here, the bankers, the lawyers, the realtors are telling me that these are standard air quotes. And I'm like, okay, but what if everyone else is standardly screwing themselves over? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I just like, I'm not used to dealing in, like I said, these amounts of money, this kind of a time frame, And with um, basically like people and professionals and like lawyer speak, like I'm a very intelligent woman. I went to university, I have a good grasp on like budgets and math and numbers and like, uh, it's not like this stuff is all beyond me, but all of the like clauses and legal talk and like everything else, I just feel like, okay, wait, I need more time to process this. And everyone keeps telling me like, no, you have to do it now. Like now, 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 now you have less than 24 hours to make a decision. You have two hours to make a decision. The deadline on this is midnight. And I'm like, Ah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's it's uh, it, it kind of goes into um, an immediate runaway train mode. Yes, that's it, what it feels like. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I because I, I relate to this so much because you feel <laughs> like there's just because the pressure like, you know, you're doing the right things. You know, you're 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 pursuing the right avenues. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that it's all happening at, like at the same time. And you're just like, I am not used to this. I don't know what's supposed to happen next. And I don't, you know, the, the ground underneath your feet is just not, so it's not steady. Yes. And, <laughs> it's not the uh, ground yeah. I'm used to standing on. <laughs> no, you know, and so it, it's normal to feel this way. It's absolutely normal to feel this way. It's, you know, and if you weren't questioning yourself, if you weren't having those moments of saying, what am I doing? What am I sure that this is the right decision? Then I would be worried about you. 
because mm-hmm. these are very, very monumental decisions. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I went like, through the exact same thing. Yeah. That's kind of what, cause we've been talking to uh, Matt's dad is actually a real estate agent, but not in our area. So we're not using him. Um, but he's been giving us like behind the scenes, like he's been looking up everything he can and like giving us all the information he can get and which is what our realtor should be doing as well. But you know, just, just, it's nice to have a double check, like someone who actually is legitimately just looking out for us and our interests because he's not making any money off of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's nice to have that. So we've been talking to him. Obviously I said, my parents came out and they took a look at the place too. So we've had their, um, their kind of feedback as well. And, uh, same with Matt's mom and stepdad. Like we've gotten the same feedback from all of them, which is basically like, you guys are asking the right questions and making the right decisions. And you're not just going, ah, it's another $5,000, whatever counter offer. Yeah. Like they're like, no, you guys are actually taking it very seriously and going about it in the right way and saying like, this is our bottom line. And if they don't meet it, then we're going to walk away and, you know, like making all the adult smart decisions. But uh, at the same time, like, it's just, it's just so much because there is a humongous portion of my brain right now that's going run, 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 like fight or flight. And it's saying flight. (laughs) And just because, like I said, it's these huge amounts of money. Like my biggest amount of money that I've ever dealt in before previous to a mortgage. And I think this is probably the same for pretty much anyone who's ever thought about buying a home. It's the biggest purchase that you're ever going to make. So my previous biggest purchase was made over like six years and that's my student loan. And even my student loan is like one fifth of what I'm going to be telling the bank that I'm going to pay them back for a house, you know, like, yep. It's just, there's like three extra zeros on the back end of numbers I'm used to dealing with. <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, it's been such a stressful like situation, like first time home buying and it's first time home buying in terms of just looking and trying to pick the right house because you've never picked a house before. So you don't know what you're looking for. Really? You have like things in your head of what you'd like to have, but you don't know if that's feasible. Um, and then you also have things in your head about like, well, I think I can strip wallpaper. I don't really know though. <laughs> so you're gonna learn if you yeah. go for it. <laughs> so, but it's like, it's stuff like that where you're just like, yeah, I can totally build a studio in the basement. I've never actually built a wall before, but how hard could it be? <laughs> so it's like, there's just, there's so many things going on that I've never done before that a lot of me is just like, oh my God, this is such a huge event so much money, so many skills that you may or may not have. Like, just if you don't do anything, you can stay living in your friend's basement and you can have no responsibility. And that might be okay for four months. But you know what, Jocelyn? That's four months. You don't have to hey, deal with the bank. In that four months, you could make a, a like a crawl hole to get in and out so they'll never know you're there. Like, Start digging like, with a spoon. Put a fake wall in front of the door into the rest of the house so oh. they think it's just the end. Yeah. They're like, we hear voices all the time. Where are these coming from? It's the ghosts. I have this strange desire to play heartstone and i don't understand why (laughs) yeah so it's just like yeah there's just so much going on and it's so difficult and it's so the the easy part of this is that i could just do nothing and we could just keep living in our same living space but then the problem that's the procrastinator part of my brain talking that's like 
Well, just don't do anything and nothing will change. And, you know, you're comfy now. Like, why why are you trying to get up off the couch, Jocelyn? And look, feel the couch. It's so cushy. <laughs> like, why would you ever change? And I'm like, I know, couch. My butt likes you. I don't want to move any more than you want me to move. So I get it. But then I'm just like, but then, you know, future Jocelyn's going to be trying to kick past Jocelyn's ass because, you know, then future Jocelyn's going to be staring at an eviction notice and two days to find a new place to live. And yeah, not technically an eviction notice. Our friends wouldn't do that to us. But you know what I mean? Like, eventually they're going to say, okay, you guys have to leave now. (laughs) And they're not going to listen to my butt that wants to stay on the couch. They're going to be like, no, here's our other babies. We need this space now. I just want you to know that I'm totally picturing Ace Ventura where he bends over and like uses his butt cheeks to talk just so you're aware that every time you say that you're talking with your butt. (laughs) That's that's not how you and Ben communicate. That's totally how Matt and I communicate. (laughs) So that's how you communicate in relationships. Well said. I've been doing it wrong. (laughs) Time to learn. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Time to talk butts, never more. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing over the last, like, I was going to say a couple of weeks since our last episode, but no, it's literally been the last, like, three days. So, I'm exhausted. I'm stressed out so badly. <laughs> but I'm told it's all worth it in the end. And truth be told, I can look forward at, you know, August 17th, which assuming all this stuff goes through and like, that's our closing date. So August 17th, I can picture myself, you know, with new keys walking into a house and going like, well, shit, now this is ours. Like, <laughs> well, no, but you know, like I can say like, okay, I, I can put a wall in there. I can knock that wall out. I can change the paint in the kitchen, you know, because it's mine. And that's an experience I've never had. I've rented well, obviously lived with my parents until I was 18 and then rented for the 14 years after that. So, yep. <laughs> it's like, it I really never... is a game changer. Yeah. So I think that that's going to be the, the really big payoff. And since it's never happened before, it's difficult to wrap my head around the good part because right now is the super bad, stressful part. So I think, um, yeah, I'm future Jocelyn. August Jocelyn is going to feel really happy. But present Jocelyn is stressed the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) So are you ready for all this Nevermore? Does it sound like a fun experience to you? (laughs) Not not really. (laughs) I'm glad that we're not rushing because I couldn't. We're the same in that and I wouldn't be able to handle it. And we're (laughs) not ready like at all financially to do it. So that's also good. Um, I know I said it last time we're renewing our tiny little apartment, Mm -hmm. which again, like I'm off this week. So I've been unfucking my habitat, like trying to go through stuff and get rid of things Mm -hmm. to make it more workable for the next year. Yeah. Um, but we're actually on this, like we've wanted to get a house. We just haven't actually like pursued it. It's that whole procrastination. Like we don't have money. Cause like we do nerdtacular or like this year we're doing nerdtacular, but we do BlizzCon and then we do other stuff. And it's like, there's always something that's mm-hmm. going on. So we always do that. But now we're trying to really make sure that we start to figure out what we're doing, which I have no idea. And hearing you guys talk about, it, I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, Where am I supposed to go? Cause I didn't know. Um, this past weekend, my niece's birthday, we went and spent time with her and we went to another person's birthday party outside, which was terrible because it's hot here. Um, 
But afterwards, I went back to my mom's house, just me and my mom and then my grandma just to spend time. But mostly I talked to my mom. Um, and she, we told her how we wanted to, we're renewing, because my sister sends me links all the time of houses that are on her side of town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because she wants us to live there. And, like, the house next door for her is up for sale. And she's like, you could be our neighbor. Like, she just wants us to so bad. I'm like... I tell you every time, like, we're not ready yet. Like, we're just not, you know? Yeah. And I think so... that's hard sometimes for people to wrap their heads around because we had so many people kind of who were already established, already had bought their homes, everything else. And, like, we're not sitting here saying we're not ready because, like, we don't love each other or we're not sure about our relationship. We're sitting here saying we're not ready because we don't have the money. That's an yeah. actual concern. And not everyone yep. understands that. So, Well, like, you know, people, like, even my sister doesn't understand sometimes when we're like, oh, we're going to Nerdtacular. Oh, we're going to BlizzCon. Like, she's like, you guys go on vacation all the time. I'm like, we have to room with, like, five or six yeah. people. <laughs> to find like, vacation because. I'm like you don't even know like how we save money to yeah. do that. Like at Nerdtacular, like we hit target before we go whatever to the mountain because we can make sandwiches and not pay like $20 for food there. Yeah. Like it just saves money that way. So it's like to other people, they think that we have this money to spend and we really, really don't like yeah, at all. They look at it and go, Oh, you're going on vacation for a week. So that's going to cost you $4,000. I'm just making up a number. And then, you know, you're like on the other side of that going, well, actually, we drive there. We don't fly. We share a hotel room. So that's not as expensive as it could be. And we eat peanut butter sandwiches for a week instead of eating at restaurants. So actually, it costs us $1,000. So, you know, like people don't understand like the the trade-offs that you're making to make all of these things work, to make it sh to make sure that you can actually go and see your friends. Um, yeah. they just assume that you're throwing away your money because like I, even my parents said that to me a couple times. It'd be like, well, we do know that it's technically a write off for work and blah, blah, blah. But are you sure that you should be going? And I'm like, well, actually it's going to cost me more if I don't go because then I can't write it off. And not to mention all the networking and everything. Like it is actually, I know it sounds like I'm going to a gaming convention <laughs> that can't possibly be work, but it's actually work. I actually told when we were going through. Our finances, I was talking to my parents, they actually, the reason why we were able to put um, in an offer and a down payment and everything else, because we were, we were saving, we were getting there, but we actually got a, uh, quite a gift from my parents to go towards the house. It was a um, pre-wedding gift, even though we're not engaged. Basically, my mom's like, I've been saving this for your whole life, and it was supposed to be to pay for your wedding, but you guys can use it now, so here. And uh, so I was like, oh, thanks, mom. So like that was our big <laughs> yeah. that was our big kind of game changer is we went from being on a timeline of, you know, six to eight months to being like able to put offers in like now because yeah. they just kind of went, OK, yeah, you guys can use this here and she literally she's like this is it this is the only like this is never happening again so don't fuck it up like thanks <laughs> yep. so yeah, mom <laughs> but but a tremendous gift oh yes you know yeah. and we had talked about this privately mm -hmm. uh in our channel but i just i was so happy to see that you know your parents were very progressive in that yeah. respect because even though you and matt are not engaged and not married um that it, the 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 support is there for you to find a home together because it's you know the inevitable 
is going to happen, but you really can't get married and, and do all of that stuff without the house because you really need a place to live. Yeah. Well, and that's kind and, of what I told, what I had been telling my parents is I was like, you know what? We love each other. We intend to stay together. Like there's, I don't have any doubts there or anything like that. And you know, like, Matt's awesome. Matt is awesome. He is fantastic. And I feel super lucky every day. So I like, I don't have any, and we've been together for a couple of years now. So like, it's not even like, this is still like, oh, we just met. He's amazing. I love him. <laughs> like, it's like, we've gone through some pretty crappy times. You talk times. with your butt now. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've seen the behind the scenes. <laughs> but like I said to, uh, I said to my mom, like, because I originally I had been talking to her and we were talking about consolidating our debts and everything else. And she kind of did the like raised eyebrow thing, like consolidating debts like whoa like that's that's serious and I was like uh yeah (laughs) and I just told her I was like you know what mom like our priorities are just different than yours were like we don't have the option of you know like doing wedding and house like all at the same time and for us our priority is just we would rather put our money into a house instead of a party like I don't care I'm not one of those like crazy bridezilla types so I really don't care if I have a like a wedding of a bazillion people and it costs like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars like some of that gets a little ridiculous. It's I'm sorry. It's so like, ridiculous. A $1,000 for a dress and that's a stupid cheap one, according to many women. That blows my mind. I do not understand. Like, <laughs> and people spending like 100 to $200 a plate on these big meals yeah. that most of the time just taste like rubber anyways, because no one likes chicken that much. And when you're cooking chicken <laughs> for 400 people, it's going to be gross. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's just, it blows my mind. Like I would be totally fine. Like in a backyard bonfire, like, I don't know. I just, I'm, I am not that girl. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, it's just not my priority at all. Like mm-hmm. I told Matt, I'm like, we are doing it for under 10 grand. We are capping it at 60 people. <laughs> like that is it. I am foot yeah. down, like family only. Like I do not want this. I don't. And I'm not a big, like center of attention kind of person. And I know that that mm-hmm. sounds weird because of what I do for a living. But what I do for a living is sit in my basement talk to my two (laughs) friends through a webcam and chat room. I love you, but you're kind of like a a side, like, (laughs) you know, not that you're not real people because obviously you're real people and I love you, but it's different than like being up in front of people in person, which we've talked about like public speaking anxiety and all kinds of stuff like that on the show before too. So this shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody, but I'm not a big like, well, look at me, ha ha, center of attention, it's my wedding. Like, no, <laughs> that's no. <laughs> People that are like that just totally baffle me. So, uh, so anyways, yeah, like, that was the conversation that we had with my parents. I'm like, I, I really love the idea that you were going to support us and, and pay for a wedding, but like, pff, it's not happening anytime soon because that, that shit's expensive and we're putting our money towards the house. So I think after kind of we had those conversations Then my parents were just kind of like, okay, well we have this set aside. So here, you know, do with what you will just know there's no more. So, <laughs> so it was, it was very, very kind and very generous of them to, to help us out with that. And so that's kind of what kicked it into gear for us um, to be able to actually put in offers, but mm-hmm. like never more, all I can really say, like advice to, 
even just to get to where we were prior to this awesome like time skipping gift that my parents gave us is just like we just had to look and see and first it really started with talking to the bank and just being like here's how our financials look like are there any things that you guys can do because basically what happened what came out of that first conversation with the bank was they looked at our income and said okay well actually you would qualify for a line of credit it has a six percent interest rate versus your 22 percent on your credit card so transferring your debt automatically is going to save you money just Mm -hmm. you know well, that's what's funny is because I had no idea. Like, I didn't know who I was supposed to talk to and stuff. And when my mom sat down with me um, and we were talking about it, she's like, I'll let you, I'll give you the information for this one lady. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I don't, you know, who is this person, whatever. And she was like, you should talk to Karen. And I was like, is Karen dead? <laughs> because <laughs> our State Farm person forever since I've been a kid has been named Karen. And like within the last year or something, she died and I didn't know that. <laughs> So then I found that out. So when she's like, you should talk to Karen. I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) I didn't know that this other lady, what her name was. But um, my mom, for the longest time, like for years now, she's dealt with this lady when she worked, the lady worked back at Bank of America. But she recently, within the past few years, had transitioned somewhere else. I'm not sure what the company's name is now. But anyway, um, so when my mom was looking for my sister's house, she was looking for this lady and couldn't find her because she wasn't where she originally had talked to her. Um, but she still had her contact information. So she called her up and she was kind of like, well, why are you somewhere else? Cause she was like the top person at this bank of America for mortgage, whatever stuff. Um, basically it was back in the day where there was like a whole bunch of shit happening and people were losing their houses and stuff. And, Like, she was just like, there was a lot going on that I didn't agree with how they were handling it. And people were getting loans that shouldn't be getting loans. Mm. Stuff like that. Sounds like the Um, pre-2008 stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So she, I mean, she is extremely trustworthy, this lady. Like, the way my mom goes on and on about her, she's always like, how much, how much is this? Like, how much is it to consult with her or whatever? She's like, it's free. She's not going to ask anything of you. She's like, she's building clientele of people who are going to come back to her and work with her later on. Mm -hmm. So she's like, she's going to handle all of our, here's the paperwork. This is what you need to work on your finances, blah, blah, blah. Like you need to work on this credit. Like she's going to go through all of our Mm -hmm. stuff. Well, and at first I didn't know, I didn't want to sign Ben up for anything that he wasn't prepared for. So I told my mom, I was like, just, you know, tell her that I'm interested and I'll talk to Ben about it. He's like, no, I'm on board. Like, I want to start figuring it out too. So I was like, yes, like we're on the same page. Like granted he could have gone and done it with other people. It doesn't matter. Um, But the fact that we're going to go to the same person is going to be a huge deal. But this lady seems super trustworthy. Like she seems like it's going to be this incredible help. Cause I don't understand that. Like you were saying about um, having to fill out papers at random times and get them done and like uh, presented by a certain date or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she handles all that. She gets it all ready. She knows what the next steps are. She's going to be able to tell us right away and, you know, contact us to email stuff. And like one yep. thing when my mom was looking for my sister's house was because she went through this lady she knew exactly how much she could offer and that she could go with the realtor and look and offer instantly. Like if Mm -hmm, she saw the house she wanted, she was ready and she knew it because of this lady. So that's like a huge little stress relief for me because I know that this person will be able to answer my questions and 
I can rely on her for that because I'm terrible with things that are like that kind of stuff. Because yeah. I know nothing about house hunting, like nothing. Yeah. So that's good. Because I mean, and when it comes to house hunting, everyone has advice and everyone yeah. has an opinion. <laughs> well, and that's the thing yes. too is you know she was like, well, we know this one lady who's a realtor, and I'm just like, I know who she's referring to, my mom, and I was just like, it's somebody she knows through whatever, and I'm just like, I don't know if they're gonna understand like what Ben and I are looking for, you know, like, cause she's mm-hmm. not to be rude. She's like an older lady. And I'm just like, not, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't know if she'd get like, Hey, I want like, cause this is how I would explain it because like, we know kind of what we want. Like we don't want a pool. It needs to be at least three bedrooms. Uh, I would, it has to have at least one and a half baths. I'm okay with way more than that. But at this point, like we need a second toilet. Like <laughs> I can't do this tiny apartment living anymore. It's driving me crazy. So anyway, like I know stuff I'm looking for, but like, as I look on Zillow and all that, like, I don't want to be like houses that look like a castle or like a bonus. It's really geeky, stupid stuff that you're not going to understand. So realtor stuff. We'll look for that later. I want to pick a lady just because of her name locally. Her name's Kirby Beaver. <laughs> and I think that that would be the greatest thing ever to be like, she found our house. Oh my gosh. We incredible. found our house with the Kirby Beaver. <laughs> so we probably won't pick her, but it's just, you know, that comes later. This lady is going to be a huge help on our front of figuring all that out because I wouldn't, I seriously would be super overwhelmed with all of it. So that's good. Um, the fact that he's the board is going to be great because, again, working together yeah. on it, you know, we can talk about stuff. But I and houses out here, like how you were saying, like the they're only so far apart. I mean, different areas are there's cookie cutter houses and stuff. But I don't want to look into my neighbor's house like you know twelve feet away and see like their bedrooms. Like I just that to me is like not appealing at all. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when that time comes, but we're getting there. That was like a tiny little teeny tiny little baby step on our part of house ownership. So <laughs> I'm like it's way behind the view, but it'll, it's, it'll it's get there. It's a big one. You're, the, the, the scariest part, I think, is looking at your finances yeah. and and then seeing like what what the road is ahead of you. Like if you're someone who doesn't have the best credit in the world, then, you know, if you're listening to the show and you're like, yeah, my credit's kind of shit, you know, that's something that they're going to have you start to work on is how do you improve your credit? How do you make sure that you get those debts off of your credit report? All of those things, because the better your credit, the better that the bank is going to want to treat you for what they, you know, what they're willing to owe to, to loan to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I learned recently with this this purchase that I think people don't always know is that a lot of banks are now, you know, like they used to say to you, you need to have 20% to be able to put down on your down payment. Mm-hmm. And in the United States, apparently now it is very common to have 5% down. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you have a small amount of private mortgage ins- insurance that you pay for like the first um, probably seven to eight years. Um, like mine is a, a piddly $41 a month, you know, cause I was able to put 41, put, put five, do- five percent dollars down. down. <laughs> I have down. this many. Can I have a house please? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Right. Right. And so is, you know, the, um, but to, to be able to put 5% down gave me a lot of extra money to be able to work on getting, you know, other things to do. So it's, it's a cool thing to know. Um, that first step that you take never more to go like look at 
what you what you can reasonably expect Mm -hmm. to afford is a big one because it kind of sets your expectations then Mm -hmm. well and when we were talking about this like forever ago on one of our older episodes before Jules moved and all that um and I was looking at Zillow after Joss was kind of talking about it and stuff it's just like I told Ben I was like we're gonna live in the ghetto like I don't think we're gonna be able to have anywhere near like even some of these lower like prices like I was like I'm so sorry like I don't know what to tell you but after he kind of like he doesn't really like I'll show him cool stuff but he doesn't really care because he's like not thinking about that now where I look at them more as like to get it out of my system of ooh shiny like ooh look at this like shiny appliances Mm -hmm. or whatever where it's like (laughs) hiding bad stuff you know so I kind of I'll look at them to kind of get an idea of all right this looks really good until they get to like this part of the house and then it's like terrible and we can't like fix that because we're not handy people Mm -hmm. I guess like I mean he could do stuff but it's not like he goes and like has carpentry tools or whatever you know it's just that's not (laughs) how it is like we also know that we kind of want to find one that is kind of ready to move Mm -hmm. in and live in versus something we could fix up on our own because we're not able to do that and I don't want to pay a lot of money to have somebody else do it so he kind of looks at stuff but when I was showing him a couple listings like it it says your estimated mortgage on there a little bit based on the price add another like couple hundred dollars to that to be honest like because those mortgage calculators to us like anytime we plugged in our numbers always showed us like $1,200 to $1,300 a month. And then the bank told us about $200 more than that. And we were like, okay, that's a fun surprise. (laughs) But you know, like still within our budget, but annoying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that just kind of gave him like, okay, based on what all of our stuff here is like, it kind of gave him an idea. So we're like, I think we could actually kind of manage a certain amount more than what I was assuming so that was kind of a nice feeling and like my mom I told her I was like when we do like the google map or not google maps but like the zillow map of your area of what you're looking at and stuff I always set it to like a certain shape because of the freeways and all Mm -hmm. that and like I the areas I know um and we live in the desert so there's like a lot of like not houses at certain points (laughs) you know so every time I do that I was like there's nothing like over by your area you know because it's like we're up north. My mom's kind of in the middle and my sister's like more out farther from there. So my mom's house is kind of like the central location. And I was like, nothing's in your area except, you know, overpriced townhouses. Because again, it's that whole, the market value of whatever is going up. So even though, you know, it's an older neighborhood, there's a lot that has been added recently nearby, like a ballpark, an ocean thing. Like there's so many new things that it makes it desirable. It's like really easy to jump on the freeway between all the schools. Like, so it's really good. But she's like, no, there's a lot over here. You're crazy. I'm like, well, apparently like realtor.com and Zillow.com are like not finding what you say is like available. I, I said, there's might be like a lot of moving signs and, you know, for rent or, you know, for sale signs. But I'm like, I don't think you really know how much they're asking because it's a lot <laughs> out of my budget. Yeah. Yeah. And so So. basically, like, just figure out what you think you'll be able to save for a down payment in the amount of time that you want to buy a house. So if you want to buy a house next year, figure out how much realistically can you save in 12 months. And Mm -hmm. if that's your down payment, then you have that's 5% of your purchase price. So then that will tell you what your purchase price should be, because we kind of went about it like backwards. We thought we look at mortgage payments, figure out what we can afford monthly, then figure out what, how, like the size of a house that translates to, and then figure out the size of a down payment we need to afford that house. And the bank was like, no, 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 no. other way. (laughs) 
<laughs> like figure oh. out how much you can save. That'll dictate your house size, which then dictates your monthly mortgage. And you know, like then, so I was like, Oh, that's totally not how See, I thought and it that's like That's stuff I want to know too. And like one of the things Jewel said when you guys were talking about this in the previous episode too, was, and that like hit me and I think about it all the time is when Jocelyn was like freaking out about choosing and, you know, having to move and find somewhere. Like I'm kind of the same way where I was like, it must be the house for my lifetime. And she yes. was just like, no, people move all the time where we're like, no, it has to be my house. Like, I'm like, it can't be a multi-level. Like I have to be 80 and not have to climb the stairs. Like my brain was just like forever house. And it's just, it's because it's such a big deal that Jocelyn and I are just like, it's so much money. We're never going to do this again, ever. <laughs> Yeah, so that was. Also but how often? How often does someone actually truly pay off a thirty-year mortgage in their thirty years of living there? It's a, it's more of a rarity because people are changing what they need. You know, mm-hmm. I live in a an upper level condo, and who's to say in thirty years that I'm not going to be wanting to walk up those stairs when I'm in my seventies? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's likely that I probably will not want to be doing that. Yeah. So. And, and so it's just like circumstances change and I get it. Like you look at those numbers and say, this is the rest of my life Mm -hmm. when actually it's like, nope, you're making an investment that you're most likely going to sell and make another investment with. Yeah, exactly. Which is not just, I never thought about it. Yeah. And that's another great thing about the property that we did choose and hoping that it all goes through is that there are some newer, the lot next door was um, sold and severed. So they knocked down the house that was on it and then split it in three. And the homes that they're building are very big and very nice. So it's like our, I guess, property value if, as influenced by what's built around us. And they, right. they're also putting a new subdivision like the next street up from us is going to be a brand new subdivision. And they are like literally million dollar homes. So we're nice. just like... Property values. Our property value can't really go anywhere but up. So, yeah. you know, like, that's awesome. yeah. So I think like it's going to be a good investment for us. And then we're going to be able to update it in a couple of places. And if we have to sell it in a few years and actually make a really good profit on it. So that's as long as everything doesn't, you know, bubbles pop and markets dive and everything else. But even then, I don't feel like knowing what my parents paid for their home, which is actually significantly smaller than the one that we're going to buy. Uh, hopefully, knock on wood, I'm totally jinxing the crap out of myself right now. But um, knowing what they paid in the 80s to buy their place and looking at my place now, I'm just like, you know what? It's not that big of a difference. So, and I mean, they bought in the same type of market that we're now buying, where it was like, you know, these places were 70 to 100,000. And then, you know, the market went kablooey and exploded all crazy like it's doing right now in our area. And, you know, they ended up paying much, much more than what the house had been worth two years previous. So Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we're in similar markets and I think we're still getting good value for the property and for the home. So I think we've made a good choice, but man, it's a tough choice. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so I think that pretty much wraps up our conversation about hunting for houses and moving and all of our house 
drama, but uh, we do have a listener email this week. Um, it came to us at uh, demonspodcast at gmail.com. So if you guys have a question for us or just a topic that you want us to cover, please do send us an email. You can also join the conversation in our Discord channel, which you can find at discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays. Uh, please do come and join in the conversation. We have a lot of really great chats. Um, if you want your uh, question or comment to remain anonymous, then just email it to the email and just shoot a little note because sometimes we know we touch on little bit of touchy subjects that you may not want to attach your name to, but that doesn't mean you don't want to talk about it. So uh, those are the ways to get in touch with us. This one comes to us from Digital Duckling who says, I'm nervous to post this, but I'm just going to go ahead and share. I have three demons that I'm struggling with right now. I think they sort of stem from the same thing. About two years ago, I broke up with my longtime girlfriend of four years after our relationship became an unhappy, stressful downward spiral. I loved her so much, but it felt like we were drowning. And I realized I couldn't make her want to save herself, so I swam for sure, so to speak. I saved myself. I do not regret my decision. My anxiety was so out of control that I was having panic attacks every night in the month or two leading up to our breakup. Since the breakup, I've sought help for my anxiety, and I haven't had an attack in over six months. Victory! Big victory. Good job. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, this leads me to the first of my demons, my weight. I gained close to 20 pounds after our breakup because I wasn't feeling sick all the time and started eating my feelings. If I was happy, I'd go eat something. If I was lonely or sad, I'd eat something. Every time I try to start eating healthier or start exercising, I fall off the bandwagon because I don't have anyone looking over my shoulder anymore. I want to be healthy and fit, but I don't know where to start. Second demon, I've racked up a large amount of debt since the breakup. I have a good job and I always pay the minimums on my cards, so my scores aren't bad. But I think I've realized that I'm overwhelmed. I've been buying things to help me not feel so alone. I love technology and that's an expensive habit to have. I'm so ashamed of my debt that I feel like I'm never going to escape it and I'll never be able to live the life I want to. My third demon is I've always struggled with being okay with myself and my sexuality. I know I'm attracted to women primarily, but I've had happy relationships with men in the past. I came out to my parents as gay a few years ago. I am a woman, by the way, but I start, but I'm starting to feel like I'm not even sure anymore. And I'm worried that everyone will think I'm a fraud or just quote unquote experimenting. I come from a religious background and I already struggle with feeling shame for being attracted to the same gender, even though I know it's not a choice. I feel trapped. Sorry for the long ramble. Any insider suggestions would be super helpful. Thanks. So definitely, I mean, you self-identified three different demons here. Like there's a lot in this email. (laughs) So yes. Um, and I think that um, we've we've tackled weight issues in the past, so I think maybe we're not going to kind of stick on that one too, too much. But I know um, even in our Discord, there is a channel for basically weight loss and support. And I think that's the best way is to, if you don't have anyone in your immediate life who's going to help hold you accountable other than yourself, because I do still think that it comes really, especially after going on my weight loss journey over the last six months, it really does come down to, even though I have Matt supporting me and us making our meals together and not eating out as often, like it still does come down to personal responsibility. There's a lot of times when I'm alone, whether it's late at night or whether it's, you know, while Matt's at work, one way or another, I am by myself and I can shove whatever I want in my mouth when Matt's not here. So I could be walking to Tim Hortons and eating 20 donuts and he'd never know. So it does come down, I think, to personal responsibility in a lot of ways. Um, But -hmm. if you do need an outside influence, then there are a lot of people trying to get fit for a lot of different reasons who share support and sob stories and recipes and all kinds of stuff, Um, not only in our Discord, but there are lots of different communities that you can find, particularly online. Um, I know, have you guys spent any time in any weight loss type groups? 
I'll be honest, weight loss groups for me have always been a struggle. Yeah. And, you know, and, and because I don't, I really haven't yet figured out what my magic bullet is. Mm. You know, it's, it's a struggle for me. You know, people talk about, you know, yes, support systems, support systems don't really drive me. I have to find it within myself in order to be able to, to make it a reality. And nobody is going to do that but me. Mm-hmm. And so that is, you know, I, I mean, I'm just kind of laying it on the line. It is like the, it is the biggest demon that I fight and I continue to fight, you know, because a lot of the things that Digital Duckling spoke of in her email is me. When I get stressed out, <laughs> I eat. When I'm happy, I eat. You know, I make excuses for the things that I want to have. You know, oh, I want to grab something out because I deserve it. I had. Oh, a tough my day. God. How many times have you decided either I deserve it because I've had a bad day or I deserve it because I've had a good day. Both work. Yeah. <laughs> I it, totally it fits understand. on both scenarios. It does. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, let's look at her email because it, it, there's the same parallel when it comes to debt. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's Which the is indulg- also, it's the exact same thing that I did when I had my big breakup, I guess, like three and a half-ish years ago, I guess, right. is, you know, like I thought I was with somebody who I was going to spend my life with. We were living together. We had all these plans. And then he just up and said, nah, you're not the one for me. And I went, the fuck? And I had a very similar reaction. I was alone all the time. I ate way too much. It was either I'm having a really bad day, so I'm going to, you know, drink a six-pack of beer and eat a pizza. Or it was like, I've had a really good day. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to drink a six-pack of beer and eat a pizza. And the pizza guy knew her. Yeah. <laughs> I like, remember these stories. <laughs> yes. Yes. I had that. Those were the best relationships that I had in my life. And I know you see it in the movies. And it's really, really, really sad looking back on it. But like the people that actually saw me in person and like I had the best relationships with were my food delivery people. And that's ridiculous. But it was a thing. That's how my life was. And um, during the course of that time, I did the exact same thing with the debt is I just I like I had a lot of debt anyways, because that relationship put me in a very bad place financially. So then I felt like, well, I'm already fucked. So I'm just going to, you know, keep going because, you know, buying this collector's edition of this game is going to make me feel so much better. And then that lasted for three days. And then I was like, well, I want to buy, you know, like the largest group of Hearthstone cards that I can. And that made me feel better for a day because opening Mm -hmm. packs is fun. But, you know, like it just, it, you know, trying to fill that hole with things never works. But I yeah. definitely understand this whole, like Jules was about to say, the the indulgence factor. Yeah, it, it is. It's an indulgence. And, and, you know, so here's an interesting thing. You know, they have strong parallels. Both of them are an emotional. It, it's, a, it's a reaction to a lack of emotional fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're seeking something from these, these two portions. What's interesting, though, for me specifically, is that I can put myself on a financial diet with no problem. Mm. I have zero problem with, like, cutting back on spending things. Like, I spent the last 12 months pretty much on a severe, you know, like, financial diet. Mm -hmm. Because I had, in my mind, I had no choice. It was, you know... I was not going to sacrifice my credit in order for that to happen. So why can't I translate that to my health? Mm. 
You know what I mean? Because it's the yeah. same thing. It's the same concept. I wonder if it would help. And I know people often say like counting calories and stuff don't work. But I wonder if you had some sort of like, because I'm assuming since you do budget so seriously and so stringently that you have some sort of a visual with all the numbers, right? So yes. I'm wondering if you te- if you treat like your um, like daily caloric intake or something as like a bank balance and mm-hmm. then you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to take out 300 calories today because I ate this thing. And like, if you just, if you could watch your kind of caloric intake go down like a bank balance does when you spend money, I wonder if that would be enough of a trigger to make you go like, I can't spend any more today. <laughs> yeah. And I've, you know, I've spent many, many times tracking, you know, like food tracking and yes, calorie yeah. tracking and that kind of thing. And I hate it. Yep. I absolutely <laughs> hate it. And so, you know, I, I mean you know, even right now I'm drawing the parallels from her email. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a very strong correlation there, but everybody takes this in differently. You know, like I could not put myself in a position where I would be just paying off the minimums on my credit card. That is not an option for me. It's just a mental thing, but I can't get to that point when it comes to diet because there's such a, I have such a tremendous emotional tie to food. Yep. And, and that is, you know, that has been the struggle of my entire life. Um, when I'm happy, I want candy, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm sad, I want candy. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I want something fatty and sweet and all that stuff. It's just, you know, it's just part of the deal. And so, you know, for me, I probably could really, really benefit from going to a therapist to talk specifically about these issues. Mm. Because I, I, I know that at a young age, I made a connection with uh, emotions and food at a young age. Um, then you get to the third demon in the email, and it's talking about sexuality. And that in itself is like, that is so hard. It is, especially when you come from a religious background and your sexuality is basically who you are is not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you are not heterosexual. That is your entire identity that has been basically thrown into the trash. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. I I really do think that we live in a world now, which is incredible, that the different types of sexuality, it's not just heterosexual, homosexual. There are so many facets and spectrum of, of sexuality out there that people are just, like, being okay to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, you know, probably the last two years or so, I learned what a pansexual was. I didn't even know what that word was. I didn't, you know, I'm 42 years old. I didn't know that that existed. I don't know know if I know what that means. (laughs) So pansexuality is that you are attracted to, it is attracted to all genders. So it is sorry. Okay. That was a really, really bad joke. I'm sorry. This is a super serious conversation. I didn't even hear what you said. I said it means you're attracted to pans. Yeah, pans, you really like to cook. Pan. I am definitely not attracted to cooking. Um, <laughs> but no, pansexuality is that you are attracted to all genders. So it is, you know, it is, you know, man, woman, transsexual. You are attracted to any gender just people um people yeah and so i it, it's a you know there's a spectrum there's a spectrum for so many people out there and for her to say i've I, you know i think that i'm always been attracted to women but i've also been attracted to men too you know i read one recently it's called demisexuality demi d e m i um where 
you where you are not attracted to someone without an emotional, a deep, deep, deep emotional connection. Mm. You don't feel any sexual urges towards someone without that emotional connection. It doesn't matter. Like you can't look at Chris Hemsworth and be like, "Yeah, baby, I want that." I'll you know? do that. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't work like that with a demisexual. They have to have this deep emotional connection to even feel sexuality. This stuff exists, mm-hmm. and you know, so it is really. I think it really is a good idea for people who just don't quite understand who they are as a, as a sexual being to go out there and start reading about the different sexualities. Just just yeah. go to Wikipedia and read them. Like seriously. <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh more so and I've noticed it just in like my my lifetime, right? Because this, these are big huge societal shifts and ways of thinking and and acceptance that I've noticed like when I was growing up, like there were, you know, straight people and gay people and you were one of those two. And now it seems like everyone is kind of like opening up to the idea of things like spectrums and, you know, like you're not even like, even the term like bisexual isn't even used as often anymore because people are just like, well, I'm, you know, sexually attracted to the same sex, but I want relationships with the opposite sex or vice versa. And, you know, like there are all these different that like, I like, you know, women 25% of the time and men 75% of the time. And that's not really bi because that implies 50, 50. So, you know, like there's just all these kind of new ideas around sexuality that it's a good idea to just like, use the internet and figure it out or talk to a professional and, you know, have them kind of point you in the right direction. And, you know, there's also a lot of, like, I know we talked about like weight loss support groups, but there's all kinds of other support groups out there as well, whether in person or online, like whatever you're most comfortable with, just start talking to people who have had similar experiences because I 1000%, which isn't even real math, guarantee that you are not alone. You are not the only person who has had this upbringing. You are not the only person who's having these thoughts and you are not the only person having these feelings. So get out there and talk to people because people are going to be able to help you even more than we're helping you right now. Like, cause they're actually going to have this upbringing and this kind of background. And they're going to be able to say, I know how you feel. This is how I felt, you know, two years in the future from where you are now. Like, you know, and then, so that helps as well because they can do things like give you hope and you can say like, I know you feel like shit right now, but it's not always going to be like this, you know? And and the more you talk and the more you explore, the better you're going to feel. And I'm proof of that. So that's the kind of thing that you can get out of support groups. Well, yeah. And if you can't, like if you are struggling to find people like that, that you can talk to find people like me that are in the middle who just love people. <laughs> like, and just like, I might not understand exactly like where you're coming from and who you're attracted to. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. As long as you're not hurting other people come hang out like and be friends with people like me who are like going to be supportive just of who you are and who you're trying to figure out to be and not feel alone. Mm-hmm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like in the meantime, like I'm that person where it's like, I don't understand like exactly like I knew what pansexual was, but there's other parts of the spectrum that I'm just like, I haven't heard of yet and I don't want to be offensive and say the wrong thing, but I'm totally <laughs> here to like learn about it and like be supportive of so you. Fine, so fine. Yeah. Supportive, open-minded people who might, yeah. you know, necessarily not necessarily identify with your particular sexuality, but you know, like still are just nice, genuine people who will be there to love and support you because yeah, there's lots of us out there too. 
because there's me who's like super nervous that I don't want to say the incorrect term <laughs> and like offend someone. Yeah, but yeah. I want to be friends with you. <laughs> so like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. How to explain it. <laughs> I think you're. I think the 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 general theme is like you know it's okay to go out there and start reading about the stuff that you are struggling with, like the the debt issues and that kind of thing. Like Jocelyn said earlier, she guarantees, and we all do too, you are not alone out there and you are not the only one who spends based on emotion or to try to fill the void or that kind of thing. And I, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that don't really like it, but I, I read a lot of Reddit personal finance Reddit is a really good one for helping people who are in debt situations. Cause there's really good FAQs out there to help you through. Um, there's, I know that there's a great Wikipedia about the spectrums of sexuality and I've read that too. You know, I, when I don't understand when I don't, I go out there and I look for information and I really try to, to, to get to that point, you know, and the weight loss part, that's still like my biggest personal demon out there. And I'm still looking for my, I don't know, my magic bullet. The, the thing that, mm-hmm. that's going <laughs> to, you know. Every time you say that, I'm like, it's a blender. Jewel. I was thinking the I same know. thing. I can buy you a magic bullet <laughs> if that's time. the only thing standing between you and weight loss, Jules. <laughs> Maybe I've been saying it all along and I didn't even know. Oh, good. And I didn't say anything the first time, but I can't not say anything the second time. <laughs> oh, my God. So then there's going to be like magic bullets showing up on my door. So happy housewarming. <laughs> You're gonna have like eight of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One for every meal. Yeah. Uh, At four thirty. <laughs> Hello. Four thirty in the afternoon, baby. Um, there's. It is something that. Um, and and I think you know Jocelyn can speak to this pretty strongly too. Everybody is different when it comes to weight loss, and their and their needs of mm-hmm. understanding what's gonna work for them. Yeah, I think I mentioned that when uh, it might have been last week even that we were talking about, or I guess two weeks ago, last episode when we were giving our updates, uh, when I was talking about weight loss. And and for me, and this might work for you in terms of both debt and weight, because like Jules mentioned, they're, they're very similar triggers in your mind for like you're trying to make yourself feel better with either, you know, things or food. Either way, it's the same sort of like, I've done well, so I need to reward myself with food or with a new purchase. Or I've had a really crappy day, I'm going to try to make myself feel better with either food or a purchase. So same same thing. Um, but for me, I had to like stop all of it for all reasons. So I no longer reward myself. I no longer try to make myself feel better with either, you know, sugar or takeout food or alcohol or any of those. Like I just, and um, I say alcohol with an asterisk because I'm not going to lie, gin and tonics, which I researched is like one of the lowest caloric intake drinks that I could have, were consumed this weekend. So. Make it work. <laughs> yeah, <baby. laughs> but um, when I'm not buying a new home and stress the fuck out, then uh, yeah. <laughs> In general, I have been, I just kind of cut everything and I, I need to do that to myself. And it was the same sort of stuff with purchases. Like I, I knew we were saving for a house, so I do not buy anything. Like I bought new RAM for my computer and that is something that I have needed for months. And I said it to Matt about 18 times before I actually did it. And I waited 
because that is another problem is, you know, it's, it's a lot of impulse stuff and it's impulse control. And if it's something that you can say, I want to buy 50 packs of Hearthstone cards and the next day I want to buy 50. <laughs> what? But do you struggle with that more than like, if you're in the store and you see something, you're like, I kind of want that, but like I could do without it. You know, like I kind of go back and forth about it, but freaking like blizzard stuff, like loot boxes <laughs> and shit. Like I'm like, Oh, 40 bucks. Stuff like that is really easy because you don't actually see anything physical. Like you're not paying physical dollars. You're not Mm -hmm. handing over a physical card. You're not punching in buttons or you're just you're just clicking a button like you do on your computer all day. And when you send digital money for digital goods, that money is very easy to go through very quickly. Yeah. Uh, And they do that on purpose, right? Because they want you to spend money. Did you used to think when you were just doing WoW like back in the day and you're like, oh man, that's 15 bucks a month. And now they're getting like hundreds of dollars from me like all the time and <laughs> yep. i'm just like huh like i can't do it like ben had to tell me like i just ordered like my dx racer i'm in his right now because my chair broke um <laughs> my dx racer comes tomorrow and like i've needed a new chair like the lat like i've always had like thrifted chairs and stuff and like this one broke and ben's like i'll just give you money to buy your the same one you got at fries and i'm like no like if you're gonna contribute like i'm gonna put that money towards like an expensive chair where like i'm investing in my yeah. back and like <laughs> streaming and other stuff but still like i was looking at it for like the longest time and he's like just order the chair he's like just do it he's like i know you i know that you're going back and forth on the price for that because of how expensive it mm-hmm. is but then I could just shell out my money to Blizzard. It just pisses me off. Like, I'm just yeah. like, oh. like, I have horrible control when it comes yeah. to that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think just, yeah, trying to curb the impulse, regardless of what the impulse was, is kind of what ended up doing it for me in both the weight and debt realms is just saying, okay, no, you just don't get anything. Like, you are officially rationing all of everything. Like, <laughs> because for me... Like when I tried to cut out like one or two things, like if I tried to cut out the little purchases or if I tried to cut out just, you know, the sugar or the alcohol or the fat, like cutting one thing was not good enough for me mm-hmm. because, and, and I got so much advice of people saying, you know, like do it gradually, one thing at a time, work your way up to a healthier diet. No, for me, it was like, boom, cold turkey, because otherwise I was like, well, I'm eating sugar. So, you know, I might as well just have a drink because I want to drink or well I'm eating fat so I might as well throw dessert on there because this meal's already a shit show you know so for me I just had to say no like healthy food that's it like lots of water that's it and you know no pop just cut things and that's what worked for me um yeah so it doesn't work for everybody moving which is the hardest part for me like I just I need to get over the fact that like the girl at work isn't going to the gym with me anymore because she's doing full-time school. And the fact that Ben, if he wants to go to the gym, he wants to go in the morning where I want to go after work. I don't want to wake up early to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I have to get over that hurdle of I need to go by myself and I haven't hit that yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's the hardest part for me. I think because I'm self-conscious ever since they took over the new office, like I'm self-conscious to go up there because mm-hmm. I like in my mind, it's like all these fit people who are going to be like staring at me. It's this tiny like, 15 by 15 room like there might not even be people in there when you go to use it yeah but they're all gonna all the invisible people will judge you yeah it's that whole adam sandler like they're all gonna laugh at you or whatever that's from it's just like i just i have to get past that and do it for myself so Mm -hmm. we're with you man we all are at different points of that too 
But I think that um, like what's really good about all this is the ability to actually identify and talk about your demons and say like, these are the things that I am really struggling with and I need some help. Like that's a really, really, really good first step. So I think we've kind of gone over a lot of different things that you can do and different ways and places you can go to look to get some help. Um, and because like we said, there are lots and lots of resources out there. And as we always say on the show, you know, you can always go and talk to a professional. There is nothing wrong with that. So if that is something that you want to do in order to try to get a hang on your impulses and feel a little bit better about yourself and your sexuality, then go do it. Talk to a pro because we're not pros. (laughs) We're not pros, but we'll listen. Yeah. If you want to talk in our discord, we'll totally listen because we've got our own stuff going on, obviously. So Yep. Very, very true. I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Slaying Demons. Nevermore, where can folks find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter. I'm at Quota Nevermore. And this week, starting, if not tomorrow, maybe Thursday, I might be starting to stream some of my crafting prep for Nerdtacular, um, which <laughs> which is um, twitch.tv slash geek asylum. That's my Etsy shop name, too. And so you can kind of watch there and see what I'm going to be making and bringing with me because we're all going to see each other. I'm so excited, In a you week. guys. I am so, like so excited. It's going to be so good. Um, So you, sorry, you said you're streaming on probably Thursday? Uh, Probably Thursday. If not tomorrow, it just kind of depends on where I'm at. Because I'm also unfucking my habitat of my house of cleaning and stuff, prepping for our trip. Um, So there's that too. But I will put it on my Twitter if I start streaming. Because I have a really awesome idea in my head for Taronda Nails. But I don't know if it's actually going to work out on my nails the way that I'm picturing it in my head. So I'm going to do a whole bunch of test nails and okay. I have to do that um, sometime between like Thursday and Saturday, because then I'm going to have to do my nertacular nails on Monday. So um, okay. if you, if you're open to doing some streaming with me, then that would be really that cool. That would be fun. Yes. Jules, Yay. where can folks find you on the internets? So you can find me on Twitter at Jules RPG. You can find my other show, which is Torrent Think Tank on uh, twitch.tv slash Torrent Think Tank. Um, I will probably be streaming chainmail tomorrow um i think um that's my hope and i will be streaming this my hair I... did tomorrow so i can't join you jules sorry ah <laughs> uh, well hair did is a good thing um i have some commission work to do this weekend so i will be streaming probably saturday and or sunday or mostly sunday i think okay. um and that's twitch.tv slash jules rpg um and you can check out my etsy store for my chainmail stuff which is chain of jewels at dot etsy.com I love when you say it. It's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) I really, really like it too. Uh, If you guys want to follow me, you can do so on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. You can also follow the show at Demons Podcast. Next week, we will be traveling for Nurtacular. Normally, next week would be a hero stream, but we won't be here. So look for us, I believe, to return on July 4th. Unless you guys have crazy American... Crazy American... I almost said problems and plans and it was just going to come out like prance and that's not even a word so i don't even know plans plans is what i meant it wouldn't shock me because you say other stuff differently than we do sometimes so i would have just been like so you thought that prance was just canadian for plans okay (laughs) so as long i don't know what you guys don't have plans okay i don't think i do either but we'll see Okay, so uh, stay tuned. We will uh, try to do a kind of nerdtacular wrap-up show with you guys on July 4th. Um, But if that falls through, maybe I'll just do a game stream or something. But something will happen on July 4th because that's just another Tuesday for me. So (laughs) we will catch you guys then. Again, if you like to catch the live show, it is twitch.tv slash So thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys in two weeks.
Bye. Yay. Bye. Bye. See you, Nertacular. Yay, Nertacular.